Hello and welcome to Super Talk. My name is Spiros. And I'm Kim. And we are here to talk about Supergirl Season 2, Episode 16. The title of this episode is Star-Crossed. What'd you think? I'm numb inside. You're numb inside. I don't think it was a horrible episode. It wasn't. It was It was decent. It wasn't great. I didn't feel like it was great, you know. Um, the thing that disappoints me the most is with most TV series, not most, yeah, most, well, anyway, with some, we get to the point where we're, we just hate the main character. And I don't hate Supergirl, but this episode, I'm on the brink. You know, if it keeps going this way, it's like, and I mean, what, Buffy? It wasn't until season like five that I was like, oh my God, Buffy. I thought it was season six. Was it six? Might have been season six. It, what, that was like 20 years ago? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. So, I, and this is only season two. Right. I just, I'm like, oh, come on. So what is it about her? That's bothering you. Like, explain what she was doing this episode. With Monel just being like, you lied to me. I can never forgive you. You're horrible. Go back to your world. And we can't even discuss this like two proper adults. Mm -hmm. So this was something we talked a little bit about already. The way she's just like immediately almost abusive to him. And her reactions to him doing anything wrong. Um, to me, it feels like there's a feminist on the... Writing team. Writing team that is like... I hate man not even, or something? I hate man, but just like totally every extreme feminism idea is in this person's head. And they're just, they just need Supergirl because she is an icon for women just to show all of this... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, extreme feminism. Mm -hmm. You know, and... I mean, no, your partner should not lie to you and right, of course so not. on and so forth. But it's also how you react to it. And it's his situation. I mean, come on. Context. You know? Yeah, context. Um, yeah, it's it's too extreme for me. Mm -hmm. So let's set this up and we can talk about it a little bit more depth. Um, the main point of this episode really was messing with the relationships. Yeah. And... And I knew, I knew it the minute the season, the show opened because we start with Monel and Supergirl cuddling in mm -hmm. her watching apartment, Thrones. watching Game of Thrones finishing, or whatever, finishing yeah. it. Yeah, and they're super lovey dovey, and it was super perfect. And I could just feel that they were just going to throw a bomb into that and turn it into a dumpster fire, and that's basically <laughs> what they did. Fire. And. <clears throat> What happens throughout the course of the episode is a ship shows up. That ship has people who are looking for Monel aliens. That ship was was the ominous, you know, portent at the end of of uh, last not last week, but the week before. We skipped a week, but uh, the last episode. And of course, this is Monel's parents, the king, queen, emperor, empress, whatever the the rulers of Daxum, and. Of course, Supergirl finds out that he is the prince, which is something that I just realized last episode or so ago, which, like, duh me. <laughs> it's okay. And Supergirl immediately basically flips her shit because he lied. It's a, it's a calm simmer. Yeah, but, she you know. Doesn't, she doesn't flip a table She goes all. into, yeah, but she goes into immediate, like, you know, um, pissed off girlfriend mode, yeah. essentially, is what she does. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what you were talking about. And I agree with you. The... The, the super frustrating thing for me about this, there's two things about it, about this relationship that are really bothering me. The first is that um, 
they're doing the stupid on again, off again trope. It drives me nuts. Which is annoying, just stupid annoying. It's just annoying, right? All those romance books I read. It's so irritating. And mm-hmm. and it's not that I expect them to have a perfect relationship and yeah. they're together and boom, everything is, you know, wine and roses and oh, whatever, right? <laughs> like relationship relationships have problems, right? We just had an episode where Maggie and Alex, the Valentine's Day episode, they worked through a problem. They didn't break up. Mm-hmm. They didn't end it, right? But every every drop of the hat, this gets back to, you know, exactly what you were talking about, which is my other problem. Every drop of the hat, every little thing Monel does wrong, Supergirl immediately basically turns into spurn slash breakup mode. Mm-hmm. And and it is. It, it, it's just... It's draining. Yeah, it's draining. And, and it again, I keep coming back to this idea of it being essentially an emotionally abusive relationship because she is making him feel unworthy and criticizing every little thing he does. And every time it happens, he basically is essentially begging her to tell him, you know, how to make it better and, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's, it's, it's sickening in a way. Yeah. And I mean, you can tell from my tone in my voice. I mean, you're just not excited about it I'm at not, all. You yeah. know, and the past reviews that we've done the past couple of weeks, they might have been maybe not um, all in the positive light. There might have been some more negative to it. But, but we were I at mean, least enthusiastic exactly. about it. I was impassioned about it. <laughs> right. It, it was making me feel things. This one, I'm just, eh, whatever. Yeah, I, th- I, think it, I think it's really fair to say that we're both pretty much over Supergirl. Uh, her. <laughs> but I mean the show, too. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the, you know, what, we're on episode 16. There's probably, what, 21, 22 episodes, maybe? Yeah, I'm not sure how many more in the season. but um, Unless they end at 18, I don't know. But, I mean, unless it really, really picks up, I can't see myself watching season three. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I feel the same. Like, I don't see myself watching season three i'm honestly not a you know the what i enjoyed most about this episode was the other big story arc which was the win lyra arc and i will say though i mean manel's acting mm-hmm. you know with the situation you know if you just watch him he i mean his emotions are wonderful yeah you know they're spot on he does great acting you I mean, know, he and, and Melissa Benoist both, both. Yeah. They, they both are great actors. It's, it's just the writing that yeah. just, it's not doing it for me. Yeah, I agree with you on that 100%. The, it, it, the material that they're working with is not good. Because, like I said at the beginning, despite the fact that I knew they were going to throw a bomb on, on the relationship, the whole scene where they're in the apartment, on the couch, snuggling, eating ice cream, watching Game of Thrones... I loved that yeah, part of adorable. it. It was written well. They mm-hmm. acted it well. Like you could feel Their Supergirl's giddiness yeah. at this relationship and how much in love she was with him. And she was enjoying what she called her uh, fun employment after being fired from, from Catco, mm-hmm. um, which another thing I liked about this episode, no Catco, <laughs> since that was basically, you know, has been essentially just Not garbage this whole anyway. episode, yeah, season. But... That was really great. Like, the acting, when the material is written well, is fantastic. And we've mm-hmm. said this time and time again. So the, it's really just that both of us are dissatisfied with this. And I'm wondering, you know, bigger picture. I mean, we're talking meta here and a little bit less about this episode, although we'll get back into some of the details. You know, bigger picture here. Do you feel like it's just this particular style of show, which is the campier 
kind of thing that isn't working because we're also watching Legion right now and we've watched freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's fabulous. Oh my gosh. And we've watched uh all of the Netflix Marvel shows except for the the very newest Iron Fist and mm-hmm. you didn't love Luke Cage, but generally speaking, horrible, yeah, we've really enjoyed yeah. the Netflix Marvel stuff. The biggest problems we currently have are with the the quote-unquote Arrowverse shows. Yeah. I mean, we stopped watching Arrow. We stopped watching Flash stopped watching for the most Flash. part. Yeah, we I mean, stopped watching Legends. I mean, we really have stopped watching all of the the DC TV universe shows except for uh, Supergirl because of this podcast, because mm-hmm. we decided to do this podcast. And to finish out the season at yeah. least. And we're watching and enjoying Riverdale. Yeah. But that's arguably, uh, it is DC but it's arguably arguably a very different show. Yeah. Um, and it's clearly not in the same universe as the rest of the Arrowverse shows are. Yeah. I hope they bring Sabrina and I hope she's evil. That would be super fun. Like Adventures of Evil or Adventures of Sabrina comic book mm-hmm. novel. Oh, please do that. <laughs> but so the basic arc of this episode, I'm gonna totally thumbnail sketch this. Yeah. Um Monel's parents show up <laughs> The, the another funny part and a part that I did enjoy um this half of it was what see the the parents show up mommy and daddy show up in a spaceship and they make they they take over all like the TV and broadcast media anonymous style and and demand the the return of Monel and um the DEO is preparing to deal with this supergirl flies up there to you know check out the ship and and as she says give the noobs the supergirl welcome which was kind of a lame line um but she flies up and the the only like real super action in in this episode and when i say super i mean like powered action there were fights and other stuff that we'll get to but the real the only real super action was when supergirl flies up to the ship she almost immediately gets like shot by some globy capture thingy which she apparently can't dodge even though she can you know <laughs> super problem like. anyway mm-hmm. um Monel gets on the horn, um, you know, and tells Supergirl to stand down and says he could, he'll give himself up. And he obviously knew exactly who it was. He knew it was his parents. He must have recognized the voice because it was the mother's voice, yeah. played by Terry Hatcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was nice to see her in the show. I enjoyed her playing her part. I think she played it well. She pulls off um, regal, sort of um, arrogant uh, ruler lady uh, mm-hmm. quite well. And... Uh, but anyway, Monel agrees to give himself up and agrees to 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 go up to the ship. Kim and I were both sitting here, and you said, "Can he actually like fly, fly, like fly up there?" And I was kind of like, "I don't actually know if he can like officially fly or not." Yeah. But the the question was answered because they decided to beam him up. And right as he's being beamed up, Supergirl like super speeds in and wraps her arms around him and gets beamed up with him. And then she meets the parents, and that's where things start to get super frosty. And her reactions toward Monel, I didn't like. But what I did like was the 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 super awkward parents dinner meeting slash good. thing. That was funny because I mean, for most people, it's super awkward anyway. Even if you don't have you know two <laughs> planets that greatly <laughs> hate each other, right? So, yeah. So there was all of the sort of veiled snark around the 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 dinner table as mm-hmm. they were having a meal. It was like a perfect awkward boyfriend bringing girlfriend home scene. That really annoyed me about this part, and this is just where it started. Mm-hmm. Was I mean, you could you could totally see that Monel was uncomfortable. Oh yeah, and 
he didn't believe, you know, what his parents had done and what he had done was right anymore, you know, but Supergirl was just so... Her claws were out. She was so angry and she wasn't looking at anything else that she couldn't, she refused to see that he was, he felt bad and he was uncomfortable and she just made it worse and, I mean, oh, it was just bad. Yeah, for somebody who's supposed to care so much for other people, um, she treats him pretty terribly. My eyes are watering. <laughs> they're turned up. And and despite supposedly loving him, you know what I like kind of later on too is his mom is like, you know, what she say something like, "You'll always feel superior to him," and you know, and I mean that's totally what it was with her. And that is how she acts. And yeah, all the time. If he does one little thing wrong, she pulls out the superiority and. Daxums are evil and kryptonites yep. are better and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, everyone has faults. And I mean, granted, you know, them being a slaver planet was horrible. Right. But I mean, there is no but. It was horrible. Yeah, of course it's horrible. And then she needs to look at how Monel feels nowadays. Right, right. She's she's only taking one. She's taking her side only. And she's she's basically showing no empathy towards Monel whatsoever. Mm-hmm. No consideration for his situation, for the person that he professes, and through the episodes has been acting towards trying to be a better person. Mm-hmm. He's not perfect, but you know, clearly nobody is. Yeah. So it is. It's frustrating. That's 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 what I'm hating about it too. Because it's it would be fine for them to be to have difficulties, and it would even be fine for Supergirl to be upset about him lying to her. Yeah, she should. Be. All of these sorts of things. That's all fine, but it's the treatment of it, and the end resolution of it that that just. I mean, this to me, this episode really was the nail in the coffin. I mean, last episode, like you said, the last couple, we were sort of hopeful and we were enthusiastic, even if we were critical. But I was watching with the same sort of, you know, dismal attitude. I mean, at least, you know, in past episodes, while we're watching it, I'll be making comments. Throughout. Right. You didn't say anything. I think I said something twice. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I had no energy to say anything else. <laughs> I'm just like, what more is there to say? Right. Right. I mean, we've been beating the same drum. And, and that's why I wonder, like, if the, these sorts of shows just aren't suited for us anymore. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know why. Yeah, maybe we're burnt out. Yeah, burnt out. But anyway, I do want to talk about the stuff that I enjoyed about this show. Um, and and, and I'm, we're, we're moving to this because it ties back into the resolution uh, of this Monel slash Supergirl slash the parents thing, which is what's going on with Wynn and Lyra. And this is an example of where the writers did a great job, mm-hmm. I felt. They did a really fantastic job. They've been handling Maggie and Alex really well, and they've been handling... Lyra and Wynn really well. And I was worried at the outset of this episode when this story arc started that this was going to go the same way as Supergirl and mon And it didn't. And I was relieved for that at least because with both of them going, with both of these relationships being tackled in the same same episode, it seemed to me that they were going to draw a parallel line mm-hmm. with both of them and have essentially the same resolutions on them. They didn't. So what happens is you've got Wynn and Lyra and they're like totally still giddy in love. Um, they're out, um, on a date or whatever, and they end up at the museum, the art museum, the art museum. and Lyra convinces Wynne to break into the museum so they can have museum sex. museum sex, which they do. 
And so you, we don't see any of what happens. We just see them break in. And then you see them, you know, them being the DEO folks the next morning. Wynn is at the DEO. Everybody's working. And Wynn is like just, he's post-sex, you know, glowy, yeah. singing, bopping around it in his a, chair. I loved it. It was funny. Yeah, it was it's great. the win we love. Exactly. It's the win we love. And 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 it was because he was singing celebrate. I think yeah, he was singing celebrate. Cel, and he's trying to get everybody else to sing. And you can just see everybody else is like pointedly ignoring him, mm-hmm. <laughs> in his post you know uh, night out glow. And then he gets a phone call from Maggie, <laughs> and and it pops the bubble. Yeah. And this was where I was starting to get worried because what we learned. What I love too, I mean, Wynn's like, I'll bring the donuts. Yeah. And he does. He brings donuts. And he's stuffing them in his face. <laughs> yes. And then just his it was diatribe, you know, saying, you know, my father is right. a criminal. Because remember, I'm... if you if you folks who are watching or listening don't know, his father is the toy maker of pretty notorious DC villain. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's okay. And, you know, he's like, my dad's a criminal. Police stations kind of freak me out. So here I am just eating. I'm. They looked really good. So yeah, they did. <laughs> but I mean, it was just—it's just fun and enjoyable yep. to watch that part. Mm-hmm. And and Maggie is interrogating him about the break-in, and he confesses to them breaking in to have museum sex, mm-hmm. and then she brings up the missing painting. It was uh, Starry Night. Um, yeah, Van Gogh, I Van think. Gogh. Van Gogh. Yeah, Van Gogh's Starry Night is gone. Um, I can't believe the National Museum of. Na- or the the Museum of National City has the Starry Night Van Gogh original, okay. but whatever. That's fine. Turns out the painting's been stolen. Also turns out that the sort of, of alien, Valerian, uh, that Lyra is, is sort of vampire-like in the sense that they cannot show up on camera or screen or video. And that's funny because before we said yep. she looks like the vampires in Buffy. Yep, yep, with the kind of forehead wrinkly thing yeah. that they have, the, the sort of textured forehead. And this was where I was starting to go, and I even wrote in my notes, I'm like, Lyra better not be the bad guy because I didn't want them to ruin this relationship as well. But, but, but. But they didn't. They didn't. wonderful. Yeah. Turns out Lyra was the bad guy. Yes. She did steal the painting, mm-hmm. but it didn't ruin the relationship. Because what mm-hmm. we come to find out, and it's funny because they're in the they're in the police department. Win real or Win realizes, you know, oh, I'm in a pile of crap here. I need my phone call. Yeah, and he calls. Uh, I don't Alex know if he called. He must have Jimmy. called Alex. Alex yeah. and Jimmy showed up, which yeah. didn't make any sense because Jimmy works at Catco. Alex works at the DEO. But Jimmy's never at CACO, so <laughs> yeah. that makes sense to me. <laughs> anyway, they show up, um, and Maggie agrees to this. Go ahead. And I didn't really like this part, the mm-hmm. interaction between Alex and Maggie, because to me it felt like Alex saying, my my job, my position is more important than yours, and yeah. you don't know what you're doing. You know, and it came by, off kind of pushy and condescending. A by bit. just giving her a kiss on the cheek, you know, to make up for it, I to me that wasn't enough. I'm there better have been a bubble bath and some wine and chocolates at home later on that night. Right? No. Yeah, it it was a little rude the way Alex essentially stormed in and expected to be able to just take Win out of there. For you know, hours. laws, laws be damned. Yeah. And and what Maggie agrees to do is she flips open the folder and says, "Oh look, the arresting." Officer forgot to sign the warrant. You've got 24 hours. Otherwise, I'm coming after him myself. Mm-hmm. And so they spring with Wynn, and and they start investigating this, and they find out that Lyra stole the painting, 
and two other paintings have been stolen too. Yes, in the past. and these paintings have gone to this alien black market art dealer, mm -hmm. and so now they're going to go find Lyra. Yeah, and they start <laughs> at the bar, and this was—I don't know how I actually felt about this. They were smashing a guy in alien dude's face into the, the pool, table. pool table. Alex was. Alex was, yeah. And, and I'm like... Jimmy's sitting down, like, watching him, and then... Wynn's when... kind of doing the interrogating. Yeah, he's standing up and, you know... But to me, that just felt... I don't know. It It didn't feel... What am I looking for? It just, it felt... It felt out of character, to be perfectly honest. It did. I mean, when Alex gets super emotional about something, like the whole situation with her dad, you can expect people who are, like, very, very emotionally invested in something to do things that are irrational and not necessarily in character. And that's some of what was happening when her dad was involved and she was, um, you know, acting irrationally and she was, mm -hmm. like, beating people up and trying to get information about whatever. But if I, they keep doing this every time, you know, there's a situation like that, it just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I mean, I'm they're sorry. supposed to be protecting people's liberties, right? Yeah, exactly. And so what if that was an alien? He's a, he's a citizen. He's still a citizen. Amnesty exactly. and all. And it's like, if they keep doing that, I mean, seriously, Alex will need to go get some anger issue lessons. Because yeah. that, I just, no. What, what was funny about that scene is... After, not before, but after they decide to beat this guy up, they think, oh, well, maybe we could just talk to him and maybe offer him something for exactly. the information. Hmm. Like yeah. a snitch? Right, Duh. right. And he wants Hamilton tickets. <laughs> that was amusing. <laughs> that was amusing. And, uh, and I don't think I ever really have the desire to watch Hamilton. I am. I don't really either. Good without I, it. like, vaguely know what it's about. Only because I sort of see it floating around the internet. So they, so Alex has a connection to get these Hamilton tickets because Wynn made some court of, sort of crack about while well, we're screwed because, of course, Hamilton is the hot new thing right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they agree to give him the tickets, and he says she hangs out at their kind, hangs out at the trailer park. Mm -hmm. So that's where they go. I felt it was... <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is, I think, because this is the only one of the only places I made a comment... And the window blinds in her trailer. I'm like... Who, they were like trash. Who lives like this? Unless you have a cat that, you know, rips through them or something. Come on. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I mean, it was like... It was it was like the ultimate trailer trash stereotype yeah. living place. So if your blinds look like this after you watch the show, please replace them. Yeah, or put please. Up or put a blanket up in your window. No. God, no. Stop it. <laughs> No blankets. <laughs> Especially not with the wolves on. So they find the trailer. Oh. Wynn walks in or knocks on the door. Lyra says something about, you know, you shouldn't be here. And and he walks in and they have a conversation. And, and it boils down to, you know, Wynn says, look me in the eyes and tell me I didn't mean anything. Which is, you know, that's another trope as well. But I was okay with this because, you know, you want we, we want to see what's happening here. And she looks him in the eye and, and says, you were just a mark. You know, it's mm -hmm. called a long con for a reason, blah, 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 blah. And he walks out, and the guardian's there, because <laughs> you know, dorky boy. Yeah, he oh. right. He you know because she's not gonna cooperate. They're not. They're not a thing, an item at the moment. So mm -hmm. they're gonna take her in. Well, this starts to just go south super fast because she's got goons, and she says, she says, "You brought back up, so did I, but mine kill." Yeah. And this is where the fight goes down. And 
this is only the first time of numerous times in this show, in this episode. Where Where's Alex? <laughs> I, I mean, come on. You know, they're supposed to, I would have thought they would have all arrived at the trailer park together. At the same time. At the same time. And so when and the Guardian are fighting for, I don't know, how long? Five, ten minutes, whatever time it is. You know, getting their butts whipped. And then all of a sudden, Alex shows up. Right. That's like... What were you? Did you have to stop for a pee break? I mean, what was going on there? I just, uh, yeah, it it was it was weird. I was thinking the exact same thing, especially because Jimmy and Alex came to get Win. So and they interrogated the dude together. I mean, they worked together. Uh huh. So she just was not there. Yeah. But what ends up happening is, um, Alex pulls a gun on the couple of goons who are about to put the hurt on Jimmy because he got his butt kicked by these two guys. And this van's barreling down the road, and I think it was... Jimmy pushes her out of the Jimmy way. Jimmy pushes her out of the way. Could have been Jimmy, because he was under gun. Wasn't it Wynn? Was it Wynn? I don't know. Somebody pushes her out of the I way. it was Jimmy. At any rate, the, the goons jump in the van, and everybody takes off, and Lyra's like, no! And she's like, mm-hmm. she's distraught. She's yeah. clearly distraught. But they take her in, and so now we see her, and she's in a cage, and her and Wynn are talking. Cage, cell, whatever you want to call it, the mm-hmm. D.E.O. And what we find out is she's got a brother, and her brother has been working with this gang, and he has debts to this gang, and she agreed to try to help pay off his debts to get her brother out. Mm-hmm. And so now we're starting to understand her motivations, and and we're starting to see that he wins not just the con. Exactly. And this is where I'm starting to come around on this again, because I'm like, okay, they're not just going to throw a bomb on this mm-hmm. just like they did what they've been doing with mon and Supergirl. And uh, what we find out is, you know, she's trying to steal this painting to make this sale, to bring in the money, to pay off the debt, to mm-hmm. get her brother. So it's convoluted. That kind of deal, like that That's kind of fine. thing is totally cool. I'm, yeah. a, I'm all right with that. And so Wynn takes this information to John Johns and the rest of the DEO team, and he immediately wants to just, okay, let's take in the painting, let's get the brother out, let's do, and, and John puts the kibosh on that, or at least appears to. Yeah. Um, and says, okay, you know, I, I, you might believe her, but I don't. Mm-hmm. And we see Wynn basically turn around and, and go to her cell and let her out. And, you know, come on, let's go. Yeah. And they go to the buy. And the buy is going down with this big, bad alien black market art dealer. Um, they're immediately like freaking out about trying to get her brother before the deal is even really yeah, done, yeah. which was kind of funny. And then Wynn is like nervous. Twitchy, right there, like so. super twitchy and <laughs> gives it away obviously right uh and things go again go south because the the buyer wants to inspect the piece and the piece turns out to be a fake it's not the real uh starry night paint so once again they start fighting them right and at this point we don't know alex and the team are going to show up right although you kind of think they are right but they took forever to show up again <laughs> And didn't Win like say even say something, and then was that when Alex was like the traffic was bad or yeah. something? Yeah. Well, that was towards the end. Was it okay? So the so but there's it was. at least three times in the show that this happens. Then no, no, I mean that was at the end of the fight, oh, okay. so it was that scene. Yeah. But yeah, what because Guardian is again getting his butt kicked by this alien dude. Really bad. This really time. bad. Yeah, this guy is 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 a big bad alien, mm-hmm. and uh, Win actually was pretty. Pretty tight. He had some guy coming down on him, and he did this like little twist underneath move and pulled out the gun, Mm -hmm. and he was essentially holding off the goons who were about to shoot Lyra. And this is where 
Alex in the DEO finally oh, shows yeah. up. And that's where, you know, took you guys long enough. Yeah. The joke after everything was done that Alex made was traffic was bad or something mm-hmm. along those lines. But the DEO comes in, cleans up, and we find out that that was the plan all along. Like, Wynn was in on this whole deal. It wasn't like he spirited her off and then they came because mm-hmm. they found out. That was the plan. And so if that was the plan, then you should have been there on time. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And they get the brother... And now we're basically in wrap-up mode, which is where everything comes back together. And, and and the reason we had to get through all this is because we're back at the DEO, and you have Wynn and Lyra who talk, and Lyra thinks she's going to be spurned, mm-hmm. you know, because she lied, and she conned and used Wynn, mm-hmm. uh, and all of these things, and she's ready to move on and, and like, leave town. And he says, well, why would you leave? Mm-hmm. Um, and he clearly forgives her, and they kiss and make up. And it was great. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Like, that was perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the whole arc was great. You had They had me going with it. I didn't know which way they were going to go. And so I was engaged in that story, and I really enjoyed it, and I'm glad of the way they resolved it. And then you have this discussion between Wynn and Supergirl. And Wynn essentially dispenses some advice to Supergirl. Like, look, you know, you got to understand the context. Mm -hmm. Because Supergirl says to him, you know, straight out. Yeah, she lied to you. She's gonna, mm-hmm. you know, you are. Are you just gonna let her do it again? And and you know, wins like, I mean, you kind of gotta understand where There's they're coming from and why. Situations. That yeah, come up. people do things for for reasons. It's yeah. not just because. And Unless sometimes sociopath. That's fine. You know, yeah, that's different. And and lying is bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about if these people just talk to each other. <laughs> But at the same time, you got to understand that context. And, you know, the very last scene, that's where, like, you know, I was done. Yeah. Just like with you, which is back at Supergirl's apartment. She walks in the door. Monel's already in there. He says, I hope you don't mind. I let myself in. And he professes his love to her, apologizes, explains, you know, himself that he he didn't want to be the Prince of Daxum, that he doesn't want to be that person. And he he didn't like who he was and he was trying to be the better person and that she was helping him be that person. He asked her to, you know, hopefully still see the good in him and all of this stuff. She totally shuts him down. Yeah. Totally shuts him down. Mm-hmm. And... Especially if they're going to keep pulling this crap. And I mean, the thing is, if, you know, for whatever reason, if the writers didn't want this relationship to continue, that's fine. But don't drag it on the entire season. Yeah. You know, that's just, on again, off again. Exactly. Just just do something else. You mm-hmm. know? I, I don't know what off the top of my head, but... I mean, she doesn't have to be in a relationship. No, she doesn't. You know? You know, if that feminist writer on there wants to really be a feminist, she doesn't need to be in a relationship. right. right. And that was the one good thing about the Jimmy relationship. Like, they broke it off, and it was done. Yeah. And that was fine, right? Because it was we done. Like, what? Yeah, I mean, we were perplexed <laughs> way, by it. The way that it happened. But yeah, because it was just so move. I'm sure the move and blah, blah, blah. To right. CW, but, I mean, that's fine. You know, I relationships end. Mm-hmm. But, and that's okay. Yeah. But what we what what ends up happening is Monel goes up to the ship and he tells his parents, you know, I'm not going with you. I'm not going to be the Prince of Daxum. I don't like who I was. I don't like you, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't wish you any ill will, but send me back to the planet and don't ever come back here again. Mm-hmm. 
And and so he's back at the DEO, which which leads me to believe they're going to play the on again off again, which I'm totally yeah. I don't I don't want it. I don't, I don't want have it. the energy exactly. So that was that was almost the end. Mm-hmm. Then you've got everybody assembled at the DEO, and this was weird. Yeah, we'll find out. The whole thing we are was... going to watch the Flash episode yeah. just to see, but yeah. But even the whole setup was weird because yeah. John Johns is like, everybody look sharp. We've got a special prisoner coming in. Yeah. Like, who says that? How often does... Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean... It was um, weird. Obviously, we'll find out who the special prisoner is. But... Uh, well, I imagine we will in the Flash. Yeah. Uh, but you, a couple of DEO red shirts essentially walk in mm-hmm. with some guy in cuffs. And he's all, there you are. And he's looking right at Supergirl. And she's me? And he's, you know, she has no idea who he is. And he says, well, yeah, you don't think I'd get myself arrested? You know, something. I don't remember exactly what Mm -hmm. he said. But then he does this weird eye thing, which essentially, like, hypnotizes Supergirl. And right before this, Wynn had given Supergirl this little doohickey thingy. And it was from it was a portal, Cisco. yeah, a portal generator, so that she could hop over to whichever Earth it is that Barry and the rest of the Flash uh, crew are on. Mm-hmm. And this seems awful convenient because oh, yes. he just it's made convenient. this device and gives it to Supergirl. <laughs> then they just bring this prisoner in who was looking for Supergirl. Because she had the portal thing, because he does this weird eye thing, grabs the portal that she's literally had for like 10, 15, maybe 30 seconds. The eye thing, I'm thinking it must have been like, I mean, it looked like it was hypnotizing her, but mm-hmm. like, but I don't know. Like something a, alienish or like del- krypton, yeah. Del or something. To, something. Um, get her into the song world. Right. So whatever. Because she passes out. He jumps uh, over to Flash's world. Through the portal. Through the portal. Used in the ring. Mm-hmm. And then he like throws it back. And then Yeah, that was weird. Why Wynn would he throw catch- it back? Because obviously they needed to go get her. Yeah. Um, so Wynn catches it and is relieved that it wasn't broken. Mm-hmm. The one part that did make me giggle a little is like if Cisco was on the same earth, we'd be like best friends or something. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. We love Cisco. Yeah. And we love Wynn. Yeah. And they're great characters. They, they would be, be great geeky be awesome characters together. together. They should just do that. Mm-hmm. And we, we transition into this dream world, for lack of a better explanation at this point, where Kara is dressed up like a 1940s, 1940s yeah, starlet. starlet. And this guy runs in kind of frantic and, and sort of, of of frantic, I guess, is yeah. the best word for it. And, you know, you're on. And he drags her out on stage and she's stuck in front of a mic and she's got to sing. And so this is the introduction to the musical episode that's going to be happening on Flash with Supergirl. So we're going to watch that. Yeah. And I hope it's good. But like we talked about earlier, I mean, I haven't... I was so, I so enjoyed the first... What season of Flash are we on? Yeah, we're on the third we're season. The third. I loved the first season. I loved the second season. Mm-hmm. I started out loving the third season. But I've just, you know... It's the same thing. Barry keeps yeah. doing the same thing over and Stupid over again. Stupid stuff, yeah. And it's like, you, you got to find a new... Yeah. Storyline. Yep. So I think that's enough beating up on these shows. I I mean, I don't even feel the need to yeah. apologize for being critical. We're just going to be critical because that's how we feel about it. And I mean, the act, like we said, the acting is wonderful. Yeah. It's just the writing. I think the writing's just not working. And they need to tighten it up because if they don't, 
you know, and maybe it's because there are too many shows, you know, maybe they're overworking these writing teams. I don't know, because Arrow used to be a really good show and Mm -hmm. everybody talked about how great Arrow was. And when it was Arrow and Flash, it was also really great. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when everything started piling on, maybe they're just taking on too much. Yeah. I don't know. And I'd be interested to see the um, statistics of viewers to see, you know, if they've gone down and if so, how much. Mm -hmm. Like next year, um, how many people will return, you know, for the next season for these shows. Yeah. Or how many people will say that's enough. And if they're going to go through with the other show they were talking about, the Black Lightning show. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to start watching that one. Yeah. I'm done. Um, You know, especially when there's so many other different. There's so many good shows shows out there. Um, Like we were saying before, Legion, and we're watching the. The OA OA. and Travelers on Netflix. Travelers. Travelers. I mean, we're only, what, three episodes in? Oh, or a few more. I think we're Is on the it? fifth or sixth, actually. I'm enjoying the other two more than Travelers. I think you like that one a bit more than I do. It's okay, but I don't know. Hopefully it increases better. <laughs> Whatever. But I don't need to watch either. And I mean, I stopped watching Gotham. I'm like, no more. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it for the craziness, and it's still crazy, and I love it, but and see, I just this can't was... anymore. Yeah, and I stopped watching Gotham, too, but I, we both stuck with Gotham for, I don't know what season they're on, either. But they three, too? One of the things I liked about Gotham was it was, like, it basically fully embraced the, the wackadoodle crazy. Mm-hmm. And that worked for a while. Yeah. But then I think they kind of walked a little bit too far over that line, mm-hmm. and that's where things started to fall apart. Whereas with, you know, the with these Arrowverse shows, um, maybe they're not close enough up to that line. You know, if they'd embrace the camp a little bit more yeah. and, and still tell these great stories, but at least make them fun, mm-hmm. you know, it might be worth watching. You know, it's like people talking about Iron Fist. Uh, and a lot of people have been criticizing it. And I'm not making any judgments on Iron Fist because I haven't seen it. I'm not planning to watch it. But what a lot of people are saying is you've got three basic components, right? Like you've got, as a superhero show, you've got the fighting and that sort of stuff that's going to happen. That's one part of your story. And we've been harping on that for quite a while because of the super problem and how apparently dumb Supergirl is with her (laughs) powers when it comes time to actually using them, right? So that's one flaw that we're dealing with. And then two, you have the story. And the story's been so-so this season. There are things we like. We love the relationship oh, treatments. Are you talking with... about Iron Fist? Or I'm talking... talking about Supergirl. Okay. But these are criticisms that were also levied against Iron Fist. Oh, okay. And so I'm drawing this parallel. So they're saying the writing's <clears throat> not good on Iron they're Fist? Saying, they're saying that everything is no good on Iron Fist. And again, I'm not passing judgment because I haven't watched it. But I'm just, I'm just pulling these criticisms in to, to draw a parallel to, to Supergirl. Which is to say that you have... You know, three basic components to like a good superhero story. You have the fighting, you have the actual story, and then you have, you know, the characters themselves. And if you have, you know, like two out of three of those are good, then you can probably deal with it. You know, if you have have three out of three that are good, that's awesome. That's Jessica Jones. Jones, Right. That's Daredevil season one. Exactly. Talks about it. Everyone watches it. Yep. Yeah. Tell your friends. On fire. You make them come over and eat pizza and watch it with you. And you sit your cat down and put a costume on it and you watch it together. (laughs) Because it's awesome. Kitty Flash. Not Kid Flash. Kitty Kitty Flash. Flash. Right. And, And they'll even say, like, if you have one out of three, but that one is really, really good. People overlook People will overlook the other stuff, but it's it's like it, it for me it's it's three strikes on this. The the fight choreography has been 
middling all season. There have been like one really, really excellent fight, which was on the bridge with um with Metallo, I think it was, when she like burned the flesh off of him oh, and yeah, stuff. That, was, that cool. was super cool. Um some you know, of the hand to hand fights are pretty decent. Some of them are. But when they start doing the special effects, it just doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. So the fight's not working. The characters aren't working mm-hmm. so well because you've got Supergirl, the main character is just frustratingly annoying. Mm-hmm. Um and then the story writing just has, you know, so it's just it's just not working. But anyway, I think we're done beating up on Supergirl and the Arrowverse shows for this week. <laughs> Sorry to be such downers, but we got to share our honest opinions about this stuff. We'd love to know what you think. If you want to tell us that we're totally wrong and why, I'd love to discuss it with you. You can reach me on Twitter at Heniotis and Kim is at Kheniotis. If you want to get uh, lighter toned versions of all kinds of other fandom reviews and such, <laughs> much more positive, probably I'm sure. a lot more positive than ours. Check out the rest of the stuff over at purefandom.com. Bunch of other podcasts and all kinds of great stories and articles recapping all of your favorite fandoms. We'll be back next week for episode seventeen.